I will pull out a board game. And in the evenings, uh, we do a puzzle or a board game or mm -hmm. take the dogs for a walk. In my mind, those are all things that can rest, but also just gives my kids space to just run around with neighbor kids and yeah. rest their brains. Yeah. Just go be a kid. Yeah. It's easier if you can just be intentional. You don't have to plan every moment. And it doesn't have to be something big. It could just be time with them because that's all our kids want is time with us. Yeah. And I don't know how much they care about what we do as long as we're with them. Yes. Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we help you take best care of the things in your life. My name is Grant, and I've invited Samantha and Jeannie to the podcast today because we are talking about what to do with your kids during breaks. Guys, we all have kids, and we have summer break coming up. First off, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, so Samantha and Jeannie are employees of Stewardship, but not only are they awesome members of our community and of our team, but they also are parents. And uh, parenting kids during breaks is, is a thing. It's a tension that we have to manage. It's a thing that we have to figure out. And we wanted to invite them on the podcast to share some of their experiences, share some of their ideas for what we can do to be a good steward of the summer break that we have with our children. Uh, Samantha, would you please share quickly, so we have context, uh, your parenting experience and your who your children are and how old they are and what's going on? Yeah, um, I have two children. Okay. I have an 18-year-old and a 12-year-old. Okay. So there's a really good gap there. So planning for breaks can be a little difficult and challenging, trying to find activities that they both enjoy. Yeah. Um, my oldest is very driven, um, focused on school, so when we do breaks, we kind of try to make sure she has rest because she's not good at uh, scheduling rest for herself. Mm. My youngest has autism, so there's a lot of different challenges there. Mm -hmm. um, so we have to keep him active and busy and uh, kind of meet those needs while we're thinking of those things. Yeah. So those parents who have uh, kids who are very different can definitely relate with, with Samantha. You can't just do one thing. You have to make sure that whatever you're planning for the summer during the breaks has to meet Try to meet everybody's needs. All right, Jeannie, how about you? What is your experience as a parent? What, what are your kids' ages? Yep. I am a foster mom. I'm an adoptive mom and a stepmom. My kids are 20, 16, 13, 10, and 9. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so I have a, a range of ages as well. And just keeping them all busy because they would have a tendency to sit around the house and do nothing. Um, screens are a big draw for this age group. Mm -hmm. So... Attempting to keep them busy and active, but not too scheduled, not overly scheduled to where they have no freedom. Yeah. So now our listeners know a little bit about you guys and your parenting, at least have some context so that they can relate with each of us. Um, so I want to start off by asking this question. What is something you have done with your kids in a summer or school break, whether it be spring break or summer break or even a long three-day weekend. What's something that you guys have done in the past? Sam, would you share that? Yeah. Um, one of the things we did when my daughter was a little bit younger is each summer break, so we don't do this for the short breaks, but for summer, I start by asking him, what's one thing you want to learn? Is there anything mm. you want to learn during this break? So we try to make sure we incorporate that into that long break that they have. So you're trying to ensure that it's not just a break and they're not in school, but how can we develop them or grow them in some way, shape or form, but you give them the ability to speak into it, like you're asking them. Yeah, I'm asking them. I'm not going to make that decision for them. I want them to That's great. know what they want. Yeah. So she wanted to learn to sew. 
So um, coming up to break, we sat down. I limited on what I know, but I taught her. And so she decided she wanted to sew. I said, what do you want to do with that? She wanted to make purses. So we sat down. She made like five purses. I said, what do you want to do with the, the proceeds from that? And she said, I want to donate it to a charity. So she, I said, what kind of charity do you want? What, what are you passionate about? So she researched. She found the charity she wanted. She raised a pretty good amount of money, and she donated the money to that, that charity. That's great. Not only did she learn a skill like how to sew, but she learned how to meet a need with the skill that she had and then learned about a little bit about business, a little bit about philanthropic activities. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. All right, Jeannie, how about you? What is something you have done with your kids in a break? So a lot of parents who are moms who are on Pinterest will have seen ideas like this. I would set up a rhythm for the whole week, um, not including weekends. So Mondays, we would go to the library. Tuesdays would be we'd bake something or cook something. Wednesdays would be a water day and we'd get together with all the cousins and go to you know go to somebody's house for a pool. Like we'd have a theme for the day. Um, and my kids always looked forward to that. They had certain days that they liked better than others. Um, but it was always really fun because they knew what was coming and it was a rhythm rather than a by one o'clock, you're doing this. By three o'clock, you're doing this. And now that they're older, the time schedules don't work as well as when they were toddlers. I totally did that. When we had little ones, we definitely did the schedule and the charts and the stickers. Now that they're older, it's just more of a rhythm and it seems to work better for our kids. Yeah. You're, you're bringing up something that I didn't really think about, but there is a reality with school that's great. And that is there are routines and our kids come to um, depend upon those routines and subconsciously kind of go into like a homeostasis with those routines. So what you're trying to do is create some sort of routine and rhythm with the week so that they know what to expect. Um, and the, the break is not just going to happen, but you're going to have some intentionality with it. I think that's awesome. Um, and with that, you know, that's one of the challenges that we have as parents in a, a break time or in a summer break is like, okay, well, how do we fill that routine that they've had? That is a challenge we have. Um, which leads to our next question. What sorts of challenges have you faced with your kids during breaks? Sam, what, what challenges have you had to, had to deal with? Yeah. So kids get bored in like two seconds. Uh-huh. So trying to like help them not be bored, but then also understanding there's a balance and they need to be bored because growth happens. That's when they can be creative. That's when they learn more about themselves. So trying to find that balance of letting them be bored, but not under planning so much that they don't have anything to look forward to. Yeah. Um, another challenge when I started working again was balancing work and breaks and yes. figuring out how to make that work. Yeah. Because if you're a parent that is not working, they take a break and they just fill your time more often and your attention more often. But if you're also working, it's like, okay, well, what about the care for their children? But not only that, the, my focused attention that maybe they deserve or need or want during that time. How do I how do I balance all this? Yeah, that's great. What about you, Jeannie? What kind of challenges are, are you faced with during breaks? I think it's similar to what Sam said and probably most parents, hmm. especially in Arizona. It's hot out and you can't be like, okay, go to the park and play baseball. They, you can't. It's yeah. too hot. Yeah. Um, they get bored of the pool by the end of July. Mm -hmm. So um, keeping them busy enough that they don't drive me crazy. Yes. Um, while I'm also working from home <laughs> yeah. most of the time, but also, um, you know, allowing that freedom that neighbor kids can come over and yeah, hey, go try to bake this box of brownie mix or whatever it is for yeah. each kid. Um, but I think the boredom thing is huge because they are used to a schedule. Yeah. They are used to friends constantly at school being with them mm -hmm. and they come home and look at you like, okay, now what? Entertain yeah. me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Their day is filled typically. Um, at least it is from 
the start of school to the end of school, which was most of the day. And not you mentioned something really important there. Not only do we have to make sure that that our kids are entertained and, and that they have stuff to do throughout their day, which is a challenge, but it's also a challenge for us to not respond negatively whenever they're getting on our nerves because they're bored or because of whatever else is happening. I vividly remember as a child, like there were times during breaks where my mom's just like, all right, all of you outside. And she would send us outside, lock the door. We're not getting in. I mean, it was different because we were kids on a farm growing up on a dairy and there's plenty to do out there. And we used our imagination, which was a ton of fun. Um, But you know, looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, I get why mom did that. (laughs) That makes so much sense. Super smart. Right. Uh, But you know, how, how do we how do we give ourselves breaks as well? Those are really big challenges and things that we have to have to deal with. Um, and I think one of the most important things to hear for our, our listeners is it is challenging and that's OK. Like if, if you're going through a summer break or a break period with your kids and you're struggling with it, that's OK. There's going to be struggles, but there are also some solutions. And our hope is that we're going to lay out three things for each person to be able to think through uh, so that they can make their summer break better for their kids and be a good steward of that. Uh, But there's one more question that that I I do want to ask you. I did my best to try to encourage everybody who's listening. Hey, you know, it's okay. You're going to have challenges. There's going to be issues. But uh, do you have any encouragement for parents who do work and have kids at home? You mentioned that challenge, Sam. What would you have to say to those parents? Yeah. Uh, first, give yourself grace. Like we yeah. all are going to fail at some point and that's okay. Um, it's easier if you can just be intentional. You don't have to plan every moment. You can say, hey, guys, I'm working from eight to 10 and then I'm going to take an hour break or whatever your work allows you to do. And we're going to do this. And it gives them something to look forward to. Um, and it doesn't have to be something big. It could just be time with them because that's all our kids want is time with us. Yeah. And I don't know how much they care about what we do as long as we're with them. Yes. Um, and then just try to do something with them when you get off work. Yeah. Yeah. Being being intentional with telling them ahead of time, hey, this is what you can expect for my schedule. I'm going to be at work or I'm going to be at my desk or I'm going to be working from this time to this time. But either before this or during my break or after I'm going to be spending time with you. I mean, what would you like to do during that time? Or, hey, I'd like to do this time. What about you, Jeannie? You're a parent who is also working and you have all the kids and all the things too. So what encouragement would you have? Yeah, um, I say giving them things to look forward to. Um, yeah. Like we last summer did it to where, hey, I have to work from this time to this time every day. This is what you need to do. These are your jobs. These are your responsibilities to get done while I'm working. Mm. And then on Fridays... I'll be done early and we'll go to the lake with paddle boards and hang. Yeah. Yeah. I like the fact that you are giving them something to do, like a chore. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, hey, I'm working and this is why I work, guys. And this is how the impact it makes on the world. This is the impact it makes on our household. I need you guys to to step up and do a little work during this time, too. Can you do these things for our house and these chores? Mm-hmm. And then together, when I'm done and you're done, we have a thing to, to look forward to. That's really good. I love that. Um, so, you know, at Stewardship, we do home loans, insurance, and investments with wisdom and love. Uh, So we want to help you be a good steward of all the things, but we also want to give you a tip on finances. So now you guys get to hear one of our one-minute money tips. 
There are four things that our parents got wrong about money. The first thing is that you absolutely have to have a degree to earn a good income. That's not true at all. I actually don't use my degree for my income. What you really need, especially in today's age, are certifications and skills. Now, the other thing that you need to know is that debt is not bad. Debt is not evil. This is something our parents taught and perpetuated. You can use debt to leverage. There is such thing as good debt. In addition, our parents thought everyone had to buy a house. You don't. You can rent. It is totally okay to be a renter, and it's not bad if you do that. And lastly, our parents thought that you absolutely should be scared of stocks because they're risky. No, investing isn't risky. And whenever you buy stocks, you're buying ownership in companies. And there's a lot of really great companies out there. Just look around. A lot of them are doing good things in our society. It's totally okay to invest in those things. Those four things. That's what our parents got wrong about money. All right. So now we're going to come back and uh, continue our conversation with Sam and Jeannie about what we can do to be a good steward of just parenting our children through breaks, maybe specifically the summer break that is ahead of us. Uh, But before we went into our one-minute money tip, we mentioned um, encouraging parents who have kids that are now home for a break, but you also still have to work. Um, Something that I think is important for us to mention is um, inviting your kids into your work. Um, from as big as bringing them into the office to as little as just talking to them about what you do. Something that I think is important is if we're on a meeting or a business phone call, our kids, if they're with us, they're going to be there. It's a reality. They're going to be in the background. And sure, we can ask them to be quiet or whatever else. But at least for me, if I'm talking with somebody and I'm on a Zoom call with them, or even if the conversation we're having is extremely important and I hear like, a dog or a child or something in the background, I'm never going to get mad at that. And I don't really know a whole lot of people who are. And sometimes I think we're harder on ourselves and our kids (laughs) through those situations than maybe the person that we're talking to. So have grace for for your kids when you're working. And instead of pushing them away, like we might want to do on some things like that, invite them in. Sam, what are ways that you've invited Isaac into your work? I'm blessed to be able to bring him into the office. Yeah. And so I'll bring him in and he loves it. He considers this his work too. And so he'll ask if we can go to work sometimes. That's and, great. Um, and so he comes in and he gets to talk to the guys in the office and just feel like he belongs and he's part of this. Mm-hmm. And so and he'll ask me every day, what was your favorite thing today? What'd you do at work? What'd you learn? Mm. Um, because I ask him those things every day. Yeah. Um, and so then that's an opportunity for me to share what I've done at work and yeah. why it was important and, you know, why I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's good. We often will ask our kids, you know, how was your day today, right? So what do they do to us? They respond with the same questions that we ask them. And a a really wise thing for us to do is to not just answer it and feel annoyed, but to answer it with intention and talk to them about the things we did in our work that day. That is another way of inviting our children into work. What about you, Jeannie? How are you inviting your kids into work? Um, yeah, so I, you know, I am blessed to work from home most of the time. If I do need to come in, I come in on Mondays often for meetings. And even this last week, Ariana, my youngest, was like, can I go with you? No, she didn't have to come with me because I have teenagers. She could have stayed home with all them. Uh, but she wanted to. So she wandered around the office, grabbed herself a drink at the front, and I did my meeting. So she'd come through and peek in the window and yeah. make sure I hadn't taken off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then when I am at home, I'll often work in our office at the desk or even at our island if I just have my laptop out. And so she's the one that's – she'll grab paper and crayons or markers and usually yeah. just sit next to me in color and just have a conversation. Um, 
Luckily, my job is not one where I have to cut her off and you know, tune her out and lock her out of her room too much. Yeah, right. For the most part, she is the one that was usually right by my side. The other mm. kids will kind of pop in and pop out. But she's like, what are we doing today? Mm. And and it's nice that even if I, even if she's not doing my work with me or, you know, she loves to pretend and she knows that we can use a, um, the pen to write on our computers with the, oh, the yeah, electric yeah. pen. Yeah. She thinks that's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, great. can I color on your computer? I'm like, no, I'm actually using it maybe in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. um, but she'll sit next to me and just color pictures and just babble. Yeah. And keep the conversation going. Um, so I'm glad that I don't have to cut her off and be like, nope, get out of the room, get out of the yeah. room, get out of the room. <laughs> yeah. And allowing our kids to do certain activities that are mimicking the work that we do. Oh, man. That, how great is that? Because here's a here's a reality and a truth about uh, our parenting is the actions and the things that we're doing, we are modeling for our kids. And they may not say it out loud, but... They see us as an example and many times want to become who we are and what we're doing. So when they see us working, they want to engage and jump in on that. And that's like an opportunity for them to have a little taste or a little experience of what it's like to be mom or dad or whoever, right? And when we not only uh, uh, invite them in to be a part of that, but create space intentionally so that they do have papers or pens or things that they can do and quote unquote, do their work as, as mom or dad are working, is that's a really cool thing. All right, so we will always want to try to give practical steps that you can follow after listening to the podcast to help you become a good steward of whatever topic it, it is. So as it pertains to being a good steward of parenting your children uh, during the summer, we have three steps, three takeaways that we uh, want to help parents focus on. The first step we have is exercise the brain. Uh, Sam and, and Jeannie, when I say, hey, that's something that we should focus on this summer with our kids, exercise the brain, what does that practically look like or mean uh, to you, Sam? Yeah, so for us, it's still that activity or that skill that they want to learn. Isaac, mm. also this summer, he said he wants to learn to play the piano. Hey. Might last like five minutes, might last a day. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. But to me, that's exercising the brain. He's learning something new. Um, and with him, because of this different skill set that he has and what we're working on. So right now we're focusing on life skills. Yeah. And so he has one life skill every day that we're going to be working on. Or each that's week. great. Um, so that's exercising his brain. Yeah, that's great. What about you, Jeannie? What does exercise the kid brain mean to you? Um, so I am very adamant that I want all of my kids to love to read because I do. Mm. Um, so part of our rhythm will be they need to read a certain amount of time in the morning, um, whether that's an audiobook or a paper book. So part of that is we will go to the library once a week to get new reading material. And I love the library. Mm -hmm. So just going there, picking books out, getting them excited about reading, because so far I have two out of five that love reading and I'm really working on it with them. Yeah, that's great. Those are two really good ideas. Um, asking our children, hey, what do you want to learn? How do you want to exercise your brain during this break? Uh, but then also just implementing a reading program or making sure, hey, yes, we'll have chore time. We'll have this time. We'll have this, but we're going to have reading time as well. And uh, for those of you who are interested in implementing a reading program, but are maybe intimidated, like, oh, how do I do this? Where do I start? As Jeannie said, the library is great. And almost all public libraries, if you go there and say, hey, I want to get my kids started on a reading program, what do you have available? They're going to have something. Um, and if they don't have something, uh, the internet does. So you can just simply type in summer reading program and you will find countless resources uh, that you can implement for your, your, your children. All right. So that's step one is let's make sure that we're exercising the brain. Step two, exercise the body. Uh, you mentioned some things, Samantha, about, you know, uh, 
you got you, you and your family left to like go do paddleboarding or other things like that. How are you guys planning on exercising the body this summer with your kids? What does that mean to you guys? Yeah. So like you said, we're definitely we have plans to do paddleboarding and kayaking. Um with Isaac, he actually spends half the summer with grandparents. Hey. And so they get to decide what that looks like for him during that time. Fine. But it's a requirement for him just to be active. So he loves to run. So we right. have time where we literally just go out and run together. Yeah. Um, riding the scooter, riding the bike. Yeah. I love that. You gave two really great examples because the, the kayaking and going to the lake, I mean, that's a thing. You have to get the materials. You have to get all, all, all the stuff, put it on your car, be ready to go and drive out to a place where there's water. But running, you just open the door and put on shoes and go. Like there's a low barrier entry and a high barrier entry, both those and anything in between. All right, Jeannie, what does exercise the body look like for your family? Most of my kids really enjoy bike rides. You kind of have to do it early enough in the morning here that it's not too hot out. So I have at least one that will wake up and go do that. She enjoys that. But they each get to pick their own thing. Hmm. My younger two will swim almost every day Hmm. Um, and for a long time. That is their biggest activity because we have neighbor kids will pop over or they'll go to theirs. My 13-year-old is very into soccer. So we have the dribble up uh, soccer ball. Yeah. Um, he can do classes, things like that. So he does that. And then his touches that his coach has him doing. So they each choose a different thing depending on what they're into. Yeah, that's great. I love that. You're allowing individual uh, choices in the activities that they have. But there's also some family activities and things at the same time. So some activities, uh, as Sam mentioned, could be High barrier stuff or low barrier stuff. Some activities, as Jeannie mentioned, uh, can be in per each individual or can be for the entire family. Uh, my family and I just actually implemented uh, this thing called activity for screen time. <laughs> so the screen time has been a thing that my wife and I st- just get frustrated trying to manage. We don't know when to say yes or when to say no um, when they come to ask us about on their screens. We feel like we're always micromanaging it and it's frustrating. So we just put a sheet together that has a list of activities on one side of the sheet. And then uh, corresponding to each activity is a certain number of minutes of screen time that they can earn. Um, So they can do the activities and have the freedom to do that whenever there is free time in our schedule. And if they have some screen time earned uh, because they've done those activities, then they can use the screen time during the free time as well. So uh, for us, that activity time is almost incentivized because if they don't do it, then they don't get to use their screens and play video games or watch TV or whatever else. All right. So we have uh, of the three steps, we've talked about exercise the brain. We've talked about exercise the body. And step number three, I think this one can be overlooked. It is a summer break. So we need to make time for rest. Man, why is that important or what does that look like for your family, Sam? Yeah, I, there was a time where I had every minute of every day planned. Ah. And so if we wanted to rest or if we were tired, it just kind of felt like we weren't. And then I was burned out before we even started break mm. from the idea and planning of everything. Yeah, And then I wasn't enjoying it as much as I should have with my kids. And so I will schedule Monday we're going to do this and just like one activity. Mm. And then we have the get active, do those things, but it's like one activity and it doesn't have to be something big every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to rest. Yeah. We're going to take time to rest. So there might be a day where I plan absolutely nothing. That's great. Jeannie, what about you guys? What does make time for rest uh, feel like for your household? So I I love downtime. That's actually my favorite kind of time. Yeah. And so I, went, I will say when I'm uh, in the afternoons after lunch, my main time to work is right after they eat. So I'll call it rest and reading time. So if they don't want to nap, they don't have to. They can read. Mm. It's an addition to the reading in the mornings. Yeah. Um, 
But also, I will always pull out a board game. And in the evenings, uh, we do a puzzle or a board game or Mm -hmm. take the dogs for a walk. In my mind, those are all things that can rest, but also just gives my kids space to just run around with neighbor kids and rest their brains. Just go be a kid. Yeah. Rest looks like a lot of different things. It can be a nap, but can also be running around with no agenda with other kids, right? Um, And being intentional about rest or giving yourself margin and space to make rest happen is important. All of us want to be those super parents. <laughs> All of us want to have the Pinterest-worthy summer break schedule that we can put together and uh, share with everyone. But probably the wisest thing that we can do as we're planning um, our kids' summer break and being a good steward of that is making sure that we only schedule like maybe 60 to 70% of that, if that. We have to leave margin and space for life to happen, but also leave margin and space for rest and allow our kids to rest. It's a summer break for many reasons. And one of those reasons is because they probably need a break from school and from other things. Um, You guys, this has been a really, really great podcast. I loved it. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, Your insights, your expertise, it it was wonderful. And I think a lot of our listeners will be able to relate with each of you guys hear from you guys and maybe apply to their summer break plans some of the things that you had mentioned look if if you're thinking to yourself wow that was a lot of information you're right it was and and if i want to kind of boil it down into one thing here's your call to action just come up with one intentional thing that you're going to do different this summer than maybe you did last summer what's one thing that you can do intentionally that you never knew wasn't even an idea until you listened to this. And hey, if you like this podcast, make sure you're sharing it with another parent so they too can be a good steward of their summer break with their children. All right, we'll chat again in a few weeks. Thank mm-hmm. you.